Yo, long time no talk. Broke Investor here. Um, just just made a podcast today to talk about options investing and what I've learned over the past month or so. Um, you know, and I cover the basics of buying calls, buying puts, selling calls, selling puts, just so, you know, you can understand what it's about. And again, I, uh, I give my, after I go through the basics, I give my thoughts on what, you know, what I what I do and what you should do, depending on what type of investor you are, obviously. Um, but anyway, um, there's going to be a, I guess, a short break, ad break in between right after this. So hopefully you hang around and enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Yo, what's going on? Broke ass investor here. Back to talk about options investing. Um, and... I figured I'd talk about the whole spiel, what I've learned since, you know, I started getting involved with options investing about a month ago. <clears throat> so I know a lot of people think it's very complicated, very intimidating, which it is, uh, until you learn it, like everything else. So hopefully I can explain this pretty well to the beginners so they understand it and they at least have an idea of where to begin. Um, so... To, to start with, if you're already an investor, you have a brokerage, a platform, um, you know, where you invest in stocks, in order to invest in options, you have to be approved by your broker. So you have to actually sign something that says, um, you know, I'm a seasoned investor and I'm able to handle options investing, options trading, whatever you want to call it. And then they'll approve it and then so on and so forth. And then there's different levels within that. Because they're not going to approve you with higher levels right off the bat because you can get into, you know, a lot of trouble, lose a lot of money. So it's for your own protection. That being said, so what, you know, we're just talking about the basic options today. The basic, you know, um, for example, I got level two on Robinhood. Um, now, I'm able to do four different things. I can buy calls, I can buy puts, or I can sell calls and sell puts. Now, when you think of options investing and you're just learning, just focus on those four things in the beginning. It doesn't help to just keep reading all these other terms, um, you know, others, you know, these different type of option strategies. Um, Can't even think of any offhand, but there's a whole bunch and it, there's no reason to get confused. So let's just focus on buying, let's say, calls, right? So if you're the buyer and you want to buy a call, what does that mean? So let's get one thing straight off the bat. The buyer pays the premium, the seller gets the premium. So if you're the buyer and you want to buy a call, you have to pay a premium, why are you paying a premium? So basically, you're entering into a contract with a seller um, because you want to buy this stock at this price up until this expiration date. And in order to do that, you need to pay them a premium. But why are you paying a premium? Why would you do that? And the reason you would do that is because you think that stock is going to skyrocket within, you know, whatever time frame you you picked for that expiration date. However, 
instead of just buying the stock and fronting all of that money, you want to put up, you know, a little premium money just in case, um, you know, it doesn't happen because then you don't have to buy it. So you're paying, you know, a small premium, um, which basically gives you the right, not the obligation to buy those shares by a certain date at a certain agreed to price. So, for example, if a stock's selling at $20 right now and you think it's going to go up to, say, $30, but you're not positive on that, which obviously these numbers um, are not realistic. There's just an example. You can choose a contract to buy, you know, buy an options contract with a strike price of $25 and it could expire a month from now or two months from now. And what that means is if that stock during, you know, the contract during the, you know, before the expiration, if that stock goes over that $25, you can call that and buy the stock for $25. It doesn't matter how much over it goes, you're still going to get that stock for $25. And that's the reason you pay the premium. You're taking, you know, you're willing to shell out some money for the opportunity to buy a stock at a cheaper price than what it may be at that time. If the stock does not go over $25, then you simply do not buy those shares. Um, and that's it. And then the loss is the premium. So again, you're hoping to make back that money. You're hoping to make back your premium plus some additional money. So in the case of this, you want the stock to go not over, not just over 25, but over 25 plus the premium and on top, you know, and more, even more than that, because you need to make some gains on this. There needs to be a purpose for this. Now, as a buyer, why would you buy puts? Um, so let's just say you now own those shares. You own 100 shares of a stock, which I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning. Think of each contract has to be 100 shares. So one contract, 100 shares. So as a buyer, when you're buying a put, you're basically doing it for protection. So if you own 100 shares of a stock and you think, okay, uh, we're, we're about to be headed into a bear market. So if the stock goes any lower than this amount, I want to sell these shares for this amount. And I'm willing to pay a premium for it. So it's essentially insurance on your stocks. So if you own the same stock that's at $20 and you think it's going to go below 15 but you don't want to sell it for any less than 15 you could do what's called, you know, buying a put for a strike price of $15 and then you'll pay a premium for that. Now, again, why are you paying a premium for that? You're paying a premium essentially as insurance um, because you're paying someone else to buy the shares from you if the stock goes below $15. So if the stock does go below $15, again, prior to the expiration date, then you will sell those shares for $15. And you'll, you know, if the stock keeps tumbling down, you'll make out because the stock's tumbling down, you made, you know, you got your $15 per share. But you again, you lose out in the premium. But this is your insurance. You didn't you're, you're, the point of this is you're buying the stock as you know you're buying the put as insurance because you don't trust the stock to go down further 
you know, you don't want to be a part of the stock if it goes down any further than that strike price that you chose. So hopefully that makes sense as the buyer. Again, the buyer pays the premium um, for puts. It works as insurance. And for calls, it basically works as a what if. Um, you're, you're thinking it's a bull market. Um, you're going to have a bull run on one stock. It's a what if. I'll take a chance. I'll pay this small premium for the hopes that this stock will go up. Now, what about the seller? What does the seller do? What does the seller get in all this? Um, so we'll talk about selling calls because, you know, obviously I started with calls in the buy. So now to sell a call, you have to own 100 shares of a stock um, because what you're doing when you're selling the call, you're, you know, you're the flip side of the of the buyer, obviously. So if you own a stock, 100 shares, and you're willing to sell, again, that same stock, that's at $20 for $25, the buyer will pay you a premium. Um, but the thing is, you have to sell those shares if the buyer decides to call the contract, you know, to call it. And they'll call it if the stock goes over 25 or over their break even, which is 25 plus the premium. So why would you do this? You'll do this because you get a premium. And if the $25 strike price that's chosen is above your average cost basis, then you make out either way. Because if it doesn't get called, then you just get paid premium. If it does get called, then you get the premium, plus you make some capital gains on top of it, and then you could buy more shares of whatever you want, um, and then continue the process. So that's why you would sell covered calls. Now, why would you sell puts? Um, now the flip side of this, again, you don't own the shares, but you're willing to buy the shares. So again, a hundred shares. So for each contract you, for a put, for selling a put, you need to be willing to buy 100 shares of a stock at a certain price. And in turn for this, you get a premium. So say for the same example, again, $20 stock, current, current price, you want to sell a put with a strike price of $15. You'll get paid a premium, but if that stock goes below or at or you know to $15 or less, then you could get called and you have to buy 100 shares of that stock at $15. But, you know, why would you do that? Again, as the seller, you're getting the premium. But make sure you're doing this on a stock that you actually want. You don't want to do this on penny stocks or stocks that you don't trust. So again, just to recap, um, you know, options investing. There's a buyer, there's a seller, and then there's uh, calls and there's puts. So as the buyer, you have to pay the premium. As the seller, you collect the premium. So it's a different, you know, there's different sides to it. Um, and obviously one contract is 100 shares. Now... Now that I explained the basics of options investing, let me give my thoughts on it. Um, so basically, the way I look at it is I will never be the buyer. I have no desire to pay anyone premium for a what if. So two reasons. Let's just look at the call. Why would I not buy a call? Because I'm not willing, again, I'm not going to pay someone a premium to buy a stock 
at a certain price for a what if. I'm not a trader, I'm not a gambler. Maybe some people are, so this is why they would buy calls. But me personally, I'm a long-term investor. Buying calls does not fit that. That doesn't fit for me. So again, I'm losing money right off the bat by paying someone premium, so I'm never gonna buy a call. Why would I not buy a put? Um, again, a put, buying a put would be essentially insurance. Again, I don't need insurance on my shares. I Again, as a long-term investor, you're buying stocks that you trust and you're hold forever. Whether the stock goes down or not is really irrelevant. Um, for those of you that have been through this whole COVID thing, you know, you've been through it all already. You've been through a pretty bear market. And if as long as you, you held on, you don't care. You know, there's going to be ups and downs in the market. But the companies that you're investing in... You know, if they go down, then that's an opportunity to buy, not sell. So again, as a long-term investor, I don't need insurance on my stocks and I don't want to sell my stocks if they go down. So that's why I'm not a buyer. Again, I look at the buyer as purely a gambler, a day trader, uh, a risk taker. I look as a seller, which is what I am now, I'm starting to get involved with, is why the hell not? I'm a dividend investor. I'm a long-term dividend investor. So if I'm going to buy 100 shares of a stock anyway, or at least I'm willing to, then why not sell a put? Why not get paid for possibly buying the shares at a price that I want? Worst case scenario is, or there is no worst case scenario because there's two scenarios. I get premium and the stock doesn't go down to that price so I don't get the shares. Which in, in that case, I would just keep buying another buying more puts for that price until it hits the price and then I own the shares. Um, again, and the other scenario is before expiration, the stock hits the strike price and I have to buy the 100 shares. So what do you do after that? Why would you buy calls? I'm sorry, why would you sell calls? And again, you're a long, think of this, long-term investor, long-term dividend investor. You own 100 shares of a stock. Now, since you're holding the stocks anyway, why not just sell a call? You'll get paid premium on, and you pick a strike price. You can go, you know, a little higher than that, what makes you comfortable because you really don't want to sell them. And you get paid premium. If it happens to hit that strike price, then you have to sell it. But again, you're going to pick a strike price that's above your average. So you're not going to lose money. You make some capital gains on it. And again, you just buy more shares. You could buy the same stock at the same price, or you can wait till it goes down, or you could just buy another stock. So, I mean, as a seller, I think it's a win-win. I honestly think it's a very safe strategy. I do not consider options investing risky as a seller. Um, and because again, I don't consider dividend investing risky. As long as you invest in the right companies, obviously there's risk in the stock market, but you're not gonna, you know, as a dividend investor, you're buying the stocks and you're holding them forever. The idea is to not sell, obviously, unless something, you know, bad happens. So if I'm going to buy and hold forever, I might as well play, make some premiums on it. What, cause what can I do with the premiums? I could buy more dividend stocks. So again, Quick recap, buying options, not so much. Not interested, not doing it. 
I did read a book on it because I wanted to learn about it. And I did learn about it. And I learned what I thought from the beginning. I'm not buying options. I'm not buying calls. I'm not buying puts. Um, however, it did confirm for me that I wanted to sell options, sell calls, and sell puts. And I am in the process of doing that. I've already done two transactions so far, and it worked out pretty well in my favor. And I'm being careful about the whole thing, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's quite interesting, and it's well worth learning. By the way, I've referenced that I did read a book, so I just want to give credit to this book. It was written by Michael Sincere, and the book is called Understanding Options. It's the second edition. It's a pretty good book. Um, and it talks about the basics and it goes into depth about, you know, more, more involved options, trading condors and other crap that I really didn't read. I just read, um, buying calls, selling puts because I wanted to understand it from, you know, a different perspective. I'm understanding it through chatting online right now and reading online, but I wanted to get a book as well. Um, but anyway, so that's what I learned about options investing. So I will continue to sell calls, sell puts as I can. And I do not feel that it's risky. So let me, uh, let, uh, let me know what you guys think about options investing. Uh, let me know if you guys learned anything from this podcast, especially. Um, please, uh, I guess, click like, click share, click whatever you can on this podcast. Um, because obviously, I, you know, it helps to get more listeners, get the word out, um, because I'm speaking to the average investor, you know, I'm not trying to throw out terminology that people won't understand. I'm speaking to the broke ass investors out there who are just getting started and need to learn, you know, from someone that's not a cocky a-hole, you know what I mean? But um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. It's time to go to work. Later.